T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. All right, it is Super Bowl 57 week, and the Super Bowl heading to Phoenix, Arizona. Of course, this Sunday, the Philadelphia Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs match up. And a gentleman who we were lucky enough to have on from the Super Bowl last year, uh, because, well, he's very wise in so many different ways, and he has obviously great NFL experience, both as a player and an analyst, is Solomon Wilcots, and we're kind enough to or we're nice enough to have him back uh with us again this year and joined by um by also melissa who is a macy patient as well a physical therapist and a mom and melissa is with us also from radio row uh, on behalf of macy both of you thank you so much uh for joining us from the super bowl as we kind of get started here this week thanks for having us we appreciate it chris Absolutely. Appreciate you. Um, So before we get into the football stuff, Solomon, with you, uh, Melissa uh, and and Solomon, uh, can you guys tell us uh, about your involvement with Macy? Obviously, uh, as we talked Solomon last year, uh, I know it's a really cool inventive technology to help people that are struggling to get around with joint pain and to kind of use natural, I guess, remedy to improve their bodily function. Well, yeah, first of all, I'll let you start with Melissa because she had the procedure, right? Right. Um, The Macy procedure after experiencing uh, cartilage damage. And she's been able to get back to her everyday life. She has a better story to tell because she's the one that went through it, Melissa. I I guess I do have quite a story to tell. I actually, uh, so 10 years ago, I was involved in a softball collision on the field and very similar to a knee dislocation that you would have in a football field. Mm-hmm. Um, I tore my ACL, PCL, MCL, meniscus, and had some cartilage damage. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I ended up having those procedures done. And then, you know, fast forward 10 years later, my knee started to bother me and I had severe cartilage damage and I decided to go with the Macy. Um, so, Melissa, just uh, how did you find out about Macy and why did you decide to go that route? So I have a really good relationship with my surgeon. Um, Being a physical therapist, I actually have treated patients that have had the Macy procedure done. Um, So I was already well familiar with it, but, you know, the Macy.com website does a really great job of giving you information. And if anyone's interested in that, it's a a really good resource. Yeah, it really is, Chris. I'm sorry. I just wanted to add, you know, you can go to the website at www.macy.com, M-A-C-I. And it's a really interesting science, right? They took um, some of Melissa's healthy tissue, Um, they performed a biopsy, and it grew on a collagen membrane. Then they went in again in a second procedure, and it adheres to the healthy tissue, to the bone, and now she was able to get that smooth 
surface that we all want and we're all looking for when it comes to cartilage repair. So it's phenomenal science, and uh, it went well for Melissa. Yeah, and Solomon, uh, what I was about to say is, you know, you've been affiliated with Macy for a couple of years now. Uh, as I mentioned, we were lucky enough to have you on last year. Um, and you know this as an ex-athlete, sometimes it's not as simple as just what your doctor says. Sometimes it's not as simple as what your friend down the street says. Sometimes you got to do your own research. Sometimes you got to talk to multiple people, get second, third opinions. And it looks like, from what I can tell, that Macy... And the information that Macy has on the website is kind of that, uh, again, that that safer uh, and, and, and more natural, you know, um, solution to people dealing with pain and to not having to be frustrated about just simply getting up from the couch or walking up the stairs or something like that. Yeah, like anytime you're using like a stem cell therapy to be able to use your own cells. Yeah. This is an autologous science, which talks about using your own cells um, to regrow tissue, regenerate uh, tissue. It's safer way to go. There is no doubt about it. And I, we really encourage people to go to the website at, at Macy.com, M-A-C-I.com to find out uh, and get more information so that you can make a more informed decision. Right. Because that's very important. When you're looking to, um, to solve a problem, if you have cartilage damage, you want to know if Macy's right for you, we encourage people to go to the website. That's something that Melissa did, and she was able to grow. She was able to also talk with her doctor, right? Yep, exactly. And, you know, it's a good resource to find a physician on there that yep. actually does do the procedure if it's something that you're interested in. Well, I'm glad it's worked out uh, for you, Melissa, obviously, and uh, very happy to have both of you with us from Radio Rome. Uh, at the Super Bowl in Phoenix. So, Solomon, we have to talk about, obviously, the game coming up. Um, you've played this game at a high level. You know what it takes uh, to be at this point. Um, when you look at Patrick Mahomes, clearly he made it through the AFC Championship on a gimpy ankle. The two weeks off, the rest, the rehab, how much better do you think he'll be able to move around and how much better do you think he'll be able to be as Patrick Mahomes because of that rest and recovery? Yeah, I think the rest and recovery, two weeks off, I think it's going to go, um, it's going to be tremendous in terms of him getting at least close to 100%, right, as he can possibly get. I don't think he will be at 100, but as we saw in the AFC Championship game, uh, Patrick Mahomes at 80% is good enough to get his team here. Mm -hmm. um, and hit, look, five AFC Championship games during his five seasons as a starting quarterback. Uh, in the National Football League. I think it speaks phenomenal um, and tremendously to his talent. If you were to ask me of the two quarterbacks playing in Super Bowl 57, and we have a lot of respect for Jalen Hurts, but if you were to ask which quarterback, if you gave him the ball, one drive to get the ball into the end zone, who could get it done? I'm putting my money on Patrick Mahomes. I'm certainly not going to go against them, Chris. Yeah. And, and, and here's the interesting thing. I, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, how could you, you know, how could we say that you're wrong? The question for me, Solomon, becomes against that defense. You know, Cincinnati's defense, really, really good. Lou Anaromo has done a really good job, and he might get the Arizona Cardinals head coaching job, which, you know, I, I would be thrilled for him for. But this defense might be even better in Philadelphia. Look, the Eagles, in terms of their pass rush rate, the best in the NFL. Mm -hmm. We haven't seen, Chris, a pass rush uh, like this that can hit, hurry, and harass the quarterback. 
since the 85 Chicago Bears. Yeah. Right? We haven't seen this kind of production. Um, anytime you have a defensive line where Ndamukong Sue is a backup, <laughs> you know, on that front, four guys with double-digit sacks, that's as formidable as it gets. This may be the toughest challenge, to be honest with you, that Patrick Mahomes has seen throughout his five-year career. Um, but, hey, I still like him. I still like uh, Andy Reid to come up with a design to help his quarterback to play at his best. Andy Reid has, has been proven over the course of his career. 24 years as a head coach in the NFL, 14 with the Eagles, 10 now with the Chiefs. You give him two weeks to prepare, he's going to give this defense something they have not seen before. And I think combined with the talents of Patrick Mahomes, I, I give them the slight edge here. Solomon, the last time we saw Mahomes read in the Super Bowl was against Brady and the Buccaneers two years yeah. ago. And Todd Bowles, then the defensive coordinator, basically put a blanket. Now, Kansas City had a much worse offensive line at that time, but they dropped two deep safeties. They they didn't blitz a lot, but cranked up the pressure when they had. How would you attack Mahomes in Kansas City if you were Jonathan Gannon and the Eagles? That's a really good uh, question. And Jonathan Gannon, now I think what they want to do is try to isolate the five offensive linemen. They've got to identify who amongst those five has the most problems when it comes to pass protection. Mm -hmm. And then they're going to take turns, right, whether you're trying to isolate them and get Hassan Riddick on them, whether it's Brandon Graham or or Fletcher Cox. Um, You're going to try to find the best matchup amongst those five guys and try to exploit it. Now, if you're Kansas City, you're going to try to give that guy as much help as possible. And you're not going to try to leave him one-on-one to have to defend and protect Patrick Mahomes. And that kind of chess match is what you're going to see between the defensive coordinators, the offensive coordinator as well um, for the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, They've got to do everything they can, even if it's match protection. If you're going to send out one less guy um, in, in a pass route for Patrick Mahomes, keep as many guys as you can to protect Patrick Mahomes. Because if you can do that, he'll do the rest. He'll find someone. And then he's going to – he'll carve up defenses. There's no yeah. doubt. Um, and then Travis Kelsey, you like him winning. Even against double coverage, you still like him winning, right? So he's going to win against any look, any defense. Um, I like that combination between Mahomes and Kelsey. Solomon Wilcots and Melissa with us from Radio Row in Phoenix side of Super Bowl 57. I got one more football and then a question for you, Melissa, about the Super Bowl. But, Solomon, you know, two black quarterbacks – Uh, facing off for the first time. I've been lucky in my job to get to know Doug Williams, the great Doug Williams, and what he uh, and his history in in this spot, uh, you know, has meant. And 35 years ago, we just celebrated the 35th anniversary. What does this mean to you in your eyes to have Jalen versus Patrick in this Super Bowl spot? You know, Chris, like you, I remember when Doug Williams and the Washington team won that Super Bowl. It was a celebration across America and across the National Football League. And I think we all ought to be celebrating this um, this game with two African-American quarterbacks and Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes because what it does, it shows, um, I think, the significant progress that we made in society. And even with the National Football League, you and I both know there was a time when these two guys would not have been able to play the position, right? Mm-hmm. They would have been asked to maybe change position, play wide receiver, play right. running back. But now you have two great coaches, two great organizations that are all in on both quarterbacks. So I think it shows 
the progress that we've made in the National Football League. And we clearly understand that the talents, the opportunity um, that is afforded to these two young men, there was a price paid by the likes of Doug Williams, a Warren Moon, Mm -hmm. a Donovan McNabb, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And now these two guys can come in and play at the highest level in the biggest game, and we're not even questioning it. So I think it says a lot about us as a society and, and also about the National Football League. Uh, that's a great answer, no doubt about it. Uh, wonderful perspective. All right, Melissa, you're sitting there soaking up the wisdom of Solomon Wilcots. I have been all day. It's great. Right? Who 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 do you have on Super Bowl Sunday? Oh. You know what? I, I want Kansas City to win, but I don't know why. I, I can't stand the Eagles. So <laughs> Look at that. I can't stand the Eagles. <laughs> I love it. I got my Patriots shirt on underneath this. Well, you fit right in with though. my with my audience because they can't stand the Eagles either. Somehow the command. That's right. That's right. Eagles, so. <laughs> um, all right. Before I let you guys run, Solomon Wilcots and of course Melissa joining us from uh, the Phoenix Convention Center uh, and the home of Super Bowl Fifty Seven. Uh, on behalf of Macy, and again, um, we send you to Macy.com because that's important uh, if you're having any sort of knee pain or any sort of joint pain, uh, tendonitis, that type of thing, back pain as well. Uh, go to Macy.com, spelled M-A-C-I.com, Macy.com. Uh, Solomon, I wanted to ask you a quick question uh, about Eric Bieniemy, the Kansas City Chiefs offensive coordinator. He's rumored to be potentially the offensive coordinator here in Washington. Do you think that would be a step back for him, or do you think that would be a good potential spot for him to accelerate his career after interviewing for so many head coaching opportunities and yet yet not being able to land quite one if that happens? Yeah, that's a good question. I think all of us, right, as Americans, you know what we've always wanted in our lives? We wanted opportunities. We wanted the chance to prove who we are in terms of our talent, in terms of our work ethic, to have that pay off for us, every single one of us, Chris, you, Melissa, myself, all we've ever wanted was a chance to prove ourselves, right? Succeed or fail. And that's Eric Bieniemy is the same way. But I will tell you this about him because I've known him since he came out of Bishop Amon High School in Los Angeles, California. Every time he's been given the opportunity, he's exceeded expectation, right? He's outperformed expectation. When Andy Reid named him the offensive coordinator going into 2018 season, All he's ever done as an offensive coordinator is seen him go to five straight AFC championship games. Now their third Super Bowl in four years. That's exceeding expectations. So if he comes to the Washington Commanders, he'll do the same. This guy's a born leader. And everywhere he's been, as a player, as a coach, as a coordinator, all he's ever done is make players better and find a way to win. So it'll be great. I love that answer. Uh, And one last quick one. Um, I guess just the state of the commanders from your perspective, Solomon. Uh, Dan Snyder looks like he's selling, but until it happens, it doesn't happen. Ron Rivera going into year four. Uh, The Carson Wentz thing was a disaster, um, but a good defense. How do you kind of big picture 360 view see the commanders? Well, you have great leadership in Ron Rivera, right? Um, Since he's come on board, it's been all good. And I think he has really helped to change a culture. It's not easy to do when you have so many storm clouds sort of swirling Mm -hmm. around and circling around. But you and I both know that fan base is a loyal fan base that loves that team there. Um, And now as you begin to start to rebuild, I think maybe, look, going for another offense coordinator, starting to energize the offense 
to match what the defense has been able to bring over the last several years, it allows you to begin to, I think, point in another direction and put this team on a different trajectory where the offense now is the leader. I think the addition of someone like an Eric Bieniemy would be a tremendous start. Look, the Dallas Cowboys, they're firing good offensive coordinators. Why? I don't know. I don't know. But if they want to sabotage their own deal, go ahead and let them. The Eagles, you and I both know, are going to be formidable. Brian Dayball and what he's doing with the Giants, I think that's a team that's headed in the right direction. The NFC East is back. I mean, all four, they put three teams in the playoffs in the Washington team. They were right there, right? Mm -hmm. Right until the end. Mm -hmm. And they're the only ones in the division who beat the Eagles. Mm -hmm. So so let's give them a lot of credit for where they're at. Um, I think they're this close. Um, It'll see, look, if Jeff Bezos, are you kidding me? If somebody told me he wanted to buy anything that I own, I'm I'm excited because the stock is going up. I want to go where Jeff Bezos is going. <laughs> Trust me, Solomon. So do we, you know, because right. it's, right. it's been a long, long 25-ish plus years uh, of That's Dan right. Snyder and uh, – and failure on the football field. Well, listen, I can't thank you guys enough. Um, again, appearing on behalf of Macy, go check out Macy, M-A-C-I.com. If you're dealing with knee pain, back pain, tendonitis, uh, joint swelling, joint effusion, uh, and joint pain, again, Macy.com. That's M-A-C-I.com. Uh, Melissa, want to thank you. Hope your prediction is right for our fan base. I hope so. Uh, there you go. And Solomon, always a pleasure to catch up with you. Uh, certainly enjoy our time every chance we get. Chris, you're the best. Keep up the great work. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Have a great week. All right. That is Solomon Wilcots and Melissa from out in Phoenix, Arizona. Taped that yesterday. Appreciate their time. Uh, and um, you heard what Solomon Wilcots had to say about Eric Bieniemy and about the state of the commanders. And certainly that is part of our discussion this morning. We'll continue it. I think Pete's going to be with us in a couple of minutes um, uh, as he gets settled back down. Uh, we will give him whatever time he needs. But certainly, you heard what Wilcott said. He know, and I think after that interview that I taped with him yesterday, I think he actually did a one-on-one or something like that with the enemy. I'm not sure. I thought I heard that. Uh, but I haven't seen the actual interview yet. But he knows the enemy well and feels like he can be the right fit, which I think most people think Eric Bieniemy, if given the opportunity to coordinate his own offense, truly coordinate his own offense, would be very successful. The question becomes, how successful? How big of a drop-off between Patrick Mahomes and um, presumably Sam Howell? How much of the language, the terminology, the system, do they change? All? Most? Some? Don't know? Does Ron give him the right to fire coaches so that he can bring in his own? I mean, I would just say be careful about everything being Shangri-La. Be careful about everything just working out wonderfully because it seems like a good fit. I mean... Anytime you change major things, there is some adjustment. There is some growth. There is some learning curve. Sometimes it it snaps in quickly and sometimes it doesn't. But the enemy is clearly well thought of. 
highly thought of. And if he doesn't get the Colts head coaching job, there seems to be a lot of momentum. Seems to be a lot of momentum moving forward for him to become the Washington Commanders offense coordinator, which again, I think would be a good move compared to the other choices. And more importantly, I think from Ron's perspective, Ron would be like, take that mother beepers. Get off my back. Go kick all the rocks. You can't say anything to me anymore. And I, again, Pete's going to probably dismiss that notion. Most of you will probably dismiss that notion. That's important here. That's important to Ron, who is a PR guy, okay, and who's savvy enough to understand, I hire the enemy, you get off my back. You can't say I didn't swing for the fences and land the big fish. I did. Now, what happens? He doesn't land the big fish. Therein lies the problem. Therein lies the problem. But at least he tried, and that's been the mantra of Ron through three years. Hey, I tried. I swung for it. I just went back to the dugout with my bat between my legs or, you know, some baseball adage term. You know what I'm getting at. That's what that's what we're looking at here, right? That's what we're looking at here. All right, we'll take a quick timeout. We still got to get to Tom Brady and what he's going to be doing next year. Cam Curl, want to get into him? We'll continue the conversation with Eric Bieniemy. If you want to hop in, 301-230-0980. Are you willing to play football musical chairs for the opportunity? Maybe it's a slim chance. Maybe it's a good chance. Maybe it's a medium chance to land Eric Bieniemy and more. Right here with your Russell and Medhurst on a Tuesday morning until noon, Burgundy and Gold today. At that point, we're with you on the Team 980 and always live and free on the Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It may surprise you, but I may actually agree with Chris Russell on something. What? Huh? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Wait. What happened? I think you're you're onto something here with Ron and the PR angle. Oh. Of interviewing Eric Bieniemy, and here I was setting it up. Saying, I heard you. I'm sure Pete's going to disagree with Not me. at all. I think you're. <laughs> I think there is a path to the point you're making, 
and we know we have stated and we you know i mean it's it's you can tell chris by his reactions at times to certain things that are asked certain things that happen um that he does to a certain extent care about the public relations angle uh, of some of this stuff and there's no question that from an executive standpoint he has been even more harshly criticized chris for things sometimes as an executive than even as a as a head coach right now for this team though there are parts of his time as an executive that have also gone uh, mm-hmm. pretty well drafting has gone better than we thought and uh, better than expected uh, clearly the Carson Wentz decision was something that not only didn't work out on the field but was also you know when it doesn't that becomes a PR blunder as well because he strongly sold Carson Wentz to us I looked at the video I looked at the paperwork I did all the work and then the guy didn't play well for you so but I do believe in this case if you if you don't at least put in the request now I mean Bianami obviously is hoping to chase a head coaching job and he's made it clear yesterday uh, mm-hmm. during the interview process that you know he's hopeful um you know still under consideration uh you know by Indianapolis uh this year uh for a head coaching position uh some of the other jobs have obviously started to fall into place so it would appear as if he's going to he- get a head coaching job unless someone you know at the 11th hour fires a coach we're not expecting um, Indianapolis would be his opportunity. He's not going to commit to anything offensive coordinator-wise right. Right. until he gets an answer from you know Mr. Ursay uh, out in Indianapolis. But, yes, Chris, you're, you're 100% right. And I think you both in the cases of both Eric Bieniemy and Anthony Lynn, who, when you trace back their work history, certainly as coordinators, Chris, they've got excellent work history uh, from that standpoint. We know... There's been limited play-calling opportunity for Eric with Andy Reid, but we know he's done it in small capacities. We've got the physical evidence uh, to at least see that, but it's been a very limited capacity. But being in that room for several years with Andy Reid, it's bound to wear off on you. It's just like all those assistants that are around Nick Saban. Everybody wants to hire them as head coaches, and you're hoping that you get Kirby Smart. Kirby Smart's obviously uh, doing very well uh, with Georgia, as evidenced by the last two seasons. Mike Loxley uh, went through uh, down there and Tuscaloosa has Maryland on the uptick. They're moving in a positive uh, direction. So that's what you're hoping. If you bring in an Eric Bieniemy, even an Anthony Lynn, you're hoping that you bring in guys that can certainly bring positive, uh, you know, positive direction to your offense, which many people, certainly your customers, have criticized heavily. Uh, over the last couple of years with Scott Turner uh, being here. Now, ultimately, we as we talk all the time, with Biennemi, Chris, you know, he's not bringing Patrick Mahomes here, okay? Not bringing Tyreek Hill here. That's where the challenge, even if you do get Eric to commit to you as an offensive coordinator, now Eric has to come and shape something with an unknown at quarterback for the moment, does have skill position players in the other places, and that's the challenge for him to try and build it philosophically with the way Ron and Martin Mayhew have publicly stated that they want to play. But public relations, Chris, there's no question. 
it bangs it out of the park. That's a grand slam home run if somehow you get Eric B. Enemy. Yeah, no to doubt. To commit to you as an offensive coordinator. It's now, a slam dunk. Whether it works or it doesn't work. And again, remember, there's a very real possibility here that you could be holding out for Eric B. Enemy, as I've tried to allude to all morning, Pete. You could be holding out for Eric B. Enemy, right? It appears that there's mutual interest. I mean, uh, Ben Stanek reported that in The Athletic, that there's mutual interest, not just interest from the commanders, right? Which you knew and you expected, but mutual interest from the enemy. Of course, he's not going to say that on the record, and and he didn't. Um, however, he did ag- acknowledge the offensive coordinator position, and he used, a, I guess, a Ron Rivera adage. I don't remember Ron Rivera saying this very much, but uh, all the beat writers are celebrating and walking around with, like, you know, and throwing a party because Eric Bieniemy said something that apparently Ron uses a lot uh, about his feet on the ground and whatever. Um, I, I mean, literally, they are like they've got their party hats on and their little party trumpets and. I mean, it's ridiculous, but whatever. Um, anyway, now when um, you were now when you were on the beat, yeah, you probably would have brought that to light as well if that's something you heard Ron say. Uh, uh, maybe line. so. Don't maybe. kill, don't kill maybe. your former colleagues. Maybe, on the beat. maybe I I would say Ron says a lot of listen, things. What, what, and Ron what, says a lot of things that are cliche-ish. Yes. Well, so well, I'll tell you this real quickly: where I got into a bad habit, and it's still a bad habit. I say obviously a lot, as you know. Oh, dude, that was – I can't even tell you. For years, for years, that was one of my crutch words in this industry. But you know where I got that from? Listening to four years, every single word, every single press conference of Uncle Mike Shanahan. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean look, that's a word that people use as a crutch yeah. in many situations. Yeah. Think about it. Think about it when people – and. Again, this is something I had to work hard at for years. When you're questioning people, okay, you're trying to, in a way, qualify yourself to the person you're asking the questions to. Like, hey, I know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. So you say, obviously, you guys have played, you know, seven games in a row. You've done this and six of them. In other words, you're trying to say to the person, hey, I understand. I've, I've observed you, okay? I've, I've done my homework on you guys. And that is one of those uh, crutch words, just like all the people that say, can you talk about instead of just right. asking a right. direct question. Right. Like yesterday, how does Nick Sirianni get – and this is, where, this is where Super Bowl week gets a little – you know, because we're back to pre-COVID levels in terms of credentials – you get a guy like Nick Sirianni, the head coach of a Super Bowl a Super Bowl team. Oh, I think I know where you're going here. And he gets asked, "Is this a must-win game?" Oh, well, no, that wasn't the that that was well, that's an idiotic question. There was another idiotic question that I thought you were going. The one with. about which player uh, he would let his daughter yeah, date. Yeah, that yeah. one. And but but you know what? Nick gave the great answer. My daughter's five years yeah. old. It was a great answer to an absolutely absurd, ridiculous, stupid question that I was told is a TikTok meme thing or whatever. Guess what? It has z- I, I, I get bitter. I get bitter that somebody who cares about football like you and I do, that we're not allowed to go, yet those clowns are allowed to go and get a budget to go. Yeah, I mean, it's, I'm sorry. It's, I get mad about that stuff. No, I mean, it, but it, it's it's you know, the, this is where I applaud, you know, PR people that are very selective in that process and who they uh, approve for credentials. So we avoid 
the awkward moment, the odd question that these people preparing for the biggest game of their lives uh, do sometimes uh, have to endure. And look, let's face it. I mean, Ron has taken a bunch of questions here, uh, you know, over this past season. He did eventually move on from his offensive coordinator. So the public whisperings, Chris, that got louder and louder as the season went along, and this is where Ron again tries to win the PR game. Ron heard that. And I think I think if all things were equal and there wasn't as much backlash, I think Ron may have retained Scott here uh, as the offensive coordinator. But there was such an overwhelming backlash uh, about Scott's work here that I do believe they, that that was taken into account. Maybe Ron looked at it a little sharper uh, with a little more critical eye and said, yeah, maybe maybe there is. Maybe we can upgrade. Maybe Scott isn't a fit here. It's not that Scott Turner doesn't know offense. It's just like we talk about. Jay Gruden knows offense. Jay Gruden could come in here tomorrow and I think be a great offensive coordinator he knows offense and if you're trying to improve your passing game Jay Gruden would be one of the guys at the top of the list of people that are available uh, to come work for you uh, right now in terms of doing that now again there there are guys that as coordinators many of them have failed as head coaches but they're still terrific coordinators and go back to being great coordinators Dan Quinn has gone back to being a super coordinator uh, defensively for the Dallas Cowboys. I didn't think he was a complete failure as a head coach. If they if they somehow hold on to that 28-3 lead in the Super Bowl, Dan's probably still the coach uh, down uh, in Atlanta right now. But I think Ron maybe even looked at it at more of a critical eye as we got closer to the end of the season and maybe saw some things why Scott may not have been a complete right. fit here, and that's why you move on. You move on because he's not a fit for what you all are trying to right. do. Not because right he's now. incompetent, like you said. Uh, yeah, uh, not not that you said he was incompetent. Not because he's incompetent. Not guy, because guy he's out of work for a couple of weeks. Okay? Right, exactly. And and he'll do just fine. And people are, well, he's not going to call the play. Stop. He's, he, he's going to have a lot of input in Josh McDaniels. Uh, now, uh, who's going to be their quarterback? I have no idea. Uh, no idea, because we know it's not going to be Derek Carr. But, but the Biennemi situation... Again, cranked up, of course, last night because he finally talked about it uh, on the radio. I'm going to have a quote basically on what he said about how he's going to handle that with Andy Reid coming up uh, in the trending that I haven't gotten to just yet. But before we get to that, Pete, I wanted to ask you, because I don't know how much of the early part of the show you were able to listen to. So I talked about this in the 9 o'clock hour. You know, with the enemy kind of setting the time frame of, hey, I'm waiting for the Colts to make their decision. The Colts might, might not make their decision this week. They might not make it until early next week, presumably early next week. But we I don't... would think right now the reason I, – I would think the Colts are holding out to have a second interview with Eric B. Perhaps. So if that's the case, they might have to not make the decision until late next week. And then if Eric B. is going to wait until to conduct any offensive coordinator interviews, what if that's the scenario? What if he has a second interview on Monday, they make a decision on Wednesday or Thursday – and then it's Friday or Saturday before he can interview with one of three teams, the Ravens, the Tennessee Titans, or the Washington Commanders. And here was my question, right? That's a lot of ifs and buts and candy and nuts and all that stuff. If, 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 if you play this game of Eric Bieniemy as our number one target, which it seems like right now, like that's what Ron would like to do, seems like. If you play that game and then 
lose out in football musical chairs. And all of a sudden we're into not just next week, meaning the week after the Super Bowl, but now we're into and past President's Day. And we're into and past, like, I don't know, February 22nd, February 21st, February 23rd, whatever the exact date might be. Is that too long to wait? to get your offensive coordinator, A, in the building. And 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 the reason why I ask that is because if Biennemi chooses another job and it plays out, again, timeline-wise like that, you could be screwing yourself. Or is the rationale, hey, nobody's hiring Pat Shermer. Nobody's hiring Ken Zampisi. Right, nobody's you, hiring yes. Anthony Lynn. Okay, here's the thing. Shane Steichen got a second interview with Indianapolis this past weekend. Um, and I have to believe they're holding out for a second interview with Bienemy. Remember, Washington has, Washington has at minimum two what you would call safe candidates. Okay, you can always fall back to a Shermer or a Zampezi. But what Ron is trying to do, and I applaud him for this, he's trying, he's exhausting all opportunities to see if there is something better out there. Remember, he's had conversations with them. So now he's waiting to have conversations with a guy like Biennemi, certainly the conversation he already had with Anthony Lynn, guys that you would consider certainly on par, if not better candidates than your two safe candidates, if you follow me. So I, I would. there are – Ron's got opportunities. not like Ron's going to get left out in the cold with some neophyte as the offensive coordinator, okay? Even if you, even if you uh, end up interviewing London a second time, uh, you know, again, if, if the enemy turns you down for one of the other opportunities, if he doesn't get the Indianapolis job, fine. You know, you have a second conversation with Anthony Lynn. Say, hey, you know, would you come here? Because that's ultimately the that's ultimately the answer Ron's going to get from somebody else. Are you willing to come here? And those guys really have to take that into consideration because the enemy's got a great current job. The enemy doesn't have to leave his current position. Anthony Lynn doesn't have to leave his current position. He's with a fabulous organization and with a fabulous team. What you have to hope is that those men are willing to leave their positions to come to your team. Shermer doesn't have a job. You know, Shermer would come here probably in five minutes. Zampezi's already on your staff. So you've got the safe candidates. If Ron had just hired one of them and moved on a couple of weeks ago, I would have been disappointed that he didn't really search harder to see if there was something better out there. And that, to me, is why it's it's worth waiting to see what happens with Eric Bieniemy at the beginning of next week because you owe it to your organization to try to find the very best in every part of your organization. And Ron is at least on a path to trying to do that here in Washington. That quote from Bieniemy that Chris talked about is coming up next. Right now, though, he tells us what's trending. All right, indeed. So the Kansas City Chiefs offensive coordinator whose contract expires after the Super Bowl said, quote, when asked about if he wants to return to Kansas City next season, quote, here's the thing. I'll have that conversation with Coach Reed at that particular time. Obviously, I've known Coach Reed for damn near half my life. We'll sit down and have a talk and we'll talk about everything, end quote. What does that mean? Don't know. 
He is a favorite for the commander's offensive coordinator position, but also, uh, as we just mentioned, still obviously in the running for the Indianapolis Colts head coaching job. How about Tom Brady, the recently retired all-time great? Says he will not be in the broadcast booth next year. Instead, will join Fox in 2024. And some potential good news for D.C. native and now former Bucks offensive coordinator. He is considered a favorite uh, and a big-time target for Marcus Freeman and Notre Dame, Byron Leftwich, to become their new offensive coordinator after Tommy Reese left for Alabama. And the NBA Board of Governors approving mortgage lender Matt Ishbia, who was considered a contender for the commander's ownership spot. He is now the new governor and CEO of the Phoenix Suns, and that's what's trending. Winding down toward the Super Bowl at the end of the week. Kansas City and Philadelphia, ironically, while preparing for these games, assistant coaches on each staff. How, how about this, Ross? So you got Steichen versus Bienemy. Mm-hmm. Not directly because Steichen's an offensive guy and so is Bienemy. Right. But yet, here they are. They're the prop. I would say, I think it's safe to say that. Steichen and Bienemy are probably the two finalists in Kansas City. I think it's one of them that's going to get that job there. In Indianapolis, you mean? In Indianapolis, yeah, in mm-hmm. Indianapolis, sorry. Um, unless you, you think over Saturday? Well, I, I, mean, I mean, I mean, we know that, we know me, experience, but you didn't let me finish. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Which was unless Jim Irsay yeah. bucks the trend and yep. goes basically with personal friend and personal feelings. Yep. And gives Jeff Saturday a long-term opportunity to try and get this going in the right direction. Yeah. Let me tell you something. That is going to be a disaster PR-wise, of course, for Jim Irsay. Like, nobody is going to understand that. Nobody is is going to be able to come to grasp with that. Is that, that, and and knowing knowing how strong-willed a guy like Jim Irsay is, Mm -hmm. is that, is that, something that might even push him harder to do it because he'll tell you I know in my gut after I talked to all the people involved that Jeff is the right guy for this because that's the only way he can sell it that's the only thing he can do to sell this yeah because of what a disaster it was record-wise when he took over right because he can say the one thing that we cannot disprove And that is, we know Jeff Saturday inside and out, every bit of his DNA, and he is a leader of men. And we saw and we know how he operated. What you couldn't see, what you don't know, meaning the media and the fans, we know. Whether it's true or not, whether they know it or not. Yeah, but that's what they can say. Yeah, I mean, obviously, that's a positive. That's the truth. There's a truth to that, that yes. Jeff Saturday is a great guy of character, and and you, we we know he's a great leader. But can he coach football? Can he get a staff together that's going to coach football at a high level? Can the front office give him the personnel necessary to make him look good as a coach? Because that that's that's well, part of the issue here too. Yes, but 
I, I mean, who's their quarterback? I, I mean, who are we kidding, right? Who's Doesn't their quarterback well, that, this well, year? Well, Sam Ellinger, think, right? I, I mean, for right now. There's no – I mean, they can't. There's no chance they can go into the season with Understood. Him as so, I mean, you would think that they are going to be – whatever team loses the Aaron Rodgers, quote-unquote, sweepstakes, whether it's the Jets or the Raiders, and it seems like that's the two, are probably going to go after uh, Derek Carr if it's, if it's the Jets – or does Indianapolis swoop in and 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 grab a guy like Derek Carr ahead of the Jets, say if they lose out on Aaron Rodgers, and obviously they wouldn't be competing with the Raiders if it's for Derek Carr because Derek Carr is leaving the Raiders. Um, so, so, so that is the question. Or do they go get, again, a nondescript veteran? You know, uh, say Mitch Trubisky gets let go in Pittsburgh – uh, name your veteran Jag quarterback, whatever. Well, Mason and, Rudolph could get released in yeah, Pittsburgh. Yeah, fair. Uh, and and then they draft a quarterback uh, with, you know. There in, are a in, lot of people the that round. feel they will be in the trade market to try and move up, if not all the way up to the top to right. get young, but maybe to get Stroud. Well, yeah, and if you're Eric Bieniemy, or if whoever wins that job, and if you're Jeff Saturday, I mean, listen, if you can, if you can get C.J. Stroud, if you can get you know Bryce Young, and they develop and they turn out to, and and again, that's a lot of ifs. You're going to look like you know what you're doing, whether you know what you're doing or not. And again, they can say, hey, if they choose Jeff Saturday. We're going with the guy that we know, the guy that we know every fiber of his being. We know how he led this team. You guys all saw the record. You guys saw the clock collapse uh, at the end of what game was that? The Monday night game against the Chargers, I think it was. You guys saw the big blown lead in Minnesota. Uh, for an all-time historic comeback, we saw this, 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 and the that. The fourth quarter of the Dallas game where you went from basically there a tie game to 54-19 or 54-21, whatever it ended up. There you go. So, I mean, there there are moments of complete, uh, complete calamity uh, there uh, with Jeff Saturday. And, you know, if you're Chris Ballard, I mean, are, don't you have to be sitting there championing to, you know, Jim Irsay that, a, if we hire Eric Bieniemy, we're going to look great in the short term, okay? Because everyone, again, we talk about the PR part of it. If you're if you're Chris Ballard and you feel good with the interview that you had with Eric Bieniemy, and clearly you're waiting around to do another one, and you say to Jim Irsay, "Look, you know, think of it. We were the laughing stock six weeks ago, eight weeks ago because we brought in Jeff Saturday. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to go all the way to the other end of that pendulum. People are going to give us time." Yep. Because, because we're now go- we're now going to be the first people that are yep. willing to step forward and give Eric Bieniemy a chance uh, as a head coach here. So Absolutely. you know we're going to go from the outhouse in mm-hmm. terms of PR to the penthouse yeah. in terms of PR because we're going to be the ones that are willing to step forward and give Eric Bieniemy a chance that fifteen other interviews didn't get him yeah. uh, for a head coaching job. So that's that's I, I think. And again, you mentioned this. We started this off with Ron angling for the enemy from a coordinator position, and you know how it looks from a public relations standpoint. It's a win-win uh, by doing it. I think it's a win-win for Indianapolis if they hire Eric Bieniemy as the head coach. It will give them some time to allow Bieniemy to get some things there. It'll give Chris Ballard a chance because Chris Ballard is is very either either Ursay 
and or Ballard or Ballard is partly responsible for the predicament that they're in. Yeah. So it also gives Chris an opportunity to rebuild under the tent of Eric Bieniemy here to try and get himself off the schneid because clearly the owner likes Ballard and hasn't jettisoned him from his job at this point either. So that I think that's the that's the pieces fitting together here. And I, to be honest with you, I don't think Indianapolis goes wrong with either guy, Bieniemy or Steichen. Uh, I think both guys deserve an opportunity uh, to to have a head coaching job here, certainly ahead of Jeff Saturday based on the performance that we saw. Had Saturday even remotely uh, had that team near 500, like a Steve Wilkes. I mean, Steve Wilkes' interim job is 10 times better than the one Jeff Saturday did. So, I mean, to hire Jeff Saturday, in my opinion, would just be an insult to those guys um, and look, I was all for giving Jeff Saturday a chance. I'm all for giving guys opportunities, but Chris, we saw we saw woeful results, uh, you know, in that meantime. So I, I think it would be an insult to these other guys if you hired him uh, over the others uh, in that situation. Just, I mean, that, to me, that's the reality of it. The reality of it is to you, the customer, to you, the fan. If Ron is Ron doing the right thing, holding out to have a conversation with Eric Bieniemy, who obviously will not talk to other teams till after the Super Bowl, or after Indianapolis makes its decision. If you're Ron, is it worth waiting this time? Do you feel that he's doing the right thing in terms of doing that? 301-230-0980. Another hour of Russell and Medhurst is straight ahead right here on the Team 980 and streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.